Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Podcast. This is the back of the bus session. Really made me think that has. Hello and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Back of the Bus Sessions podcast. Today I'm absolutely buzzing about this because I got my mate on and it's a special episode. Do you know why? It's the first hat trick on the bus. Yes. A hat trick of podcasts. So welcome <laughs> aboard Jordan from Benefit Martial Arts. Ooh. Yeah. Mate, first hat trick. First hat trick. I feel honoured. I think we could do a hundred <laughs> podcasts yes. for the amount of conversations we have. We do voice notes yeah. and they just go on and on and on. And like then, I said, right, I've just got to let this upload. Actually, no, we'll do the podcast. Then we end up having a massive <laughs> chat where the upload could have happened. So I, I would like you to be the in-house guest if you're up for that. Yeah, that's fine. Are you yeah, happy? Yeah, I'm happy with I that, never yeah. get bored of you. I love your smile. Yeah. I love who you are. Ah, thank you. What do you think the last one was that we did together? Was um, that... You're just getting a business. I think date. so. Yeah, I think it was. Um, you bought it, hadn't you? Yeah, we, yeah. We it was like I think it was there Christmas, like winter time. I think. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we literally was in there for like a month or something yeah. like that. That like we literally moved into our place and. Oh, yeah. we'll just do a little bit around yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. I know we've got ideas of where we might go on this podcast today. Yeah. Some veganism. You've been to an awesome festival, but business chat. But we've been in a similar trajectory, really. Like, while we were both meeting, we'd been running business to a degree, but it yeah. was more like uh, parties, and it was just glorified parties, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it feels a bit more serious. Like, we're working with the kids, we're doing similar stuff, and it's become a bit more, yeah, real life. Yeah. So, what's your journey been? <laughs> yeah. it's, been it's been interesting, to be fair, because I feel like when I was on last time, um was when we just it was all like exciting i was just kind of 100 mile an hour we we're getting this dojo we we're getting it like kitted out we we're getting these people in as fast as possible and it was very fast 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 and it was kind of goal driven and um it was kind of you know backs against the wall we need to make this work um kind of attitude to it and you know we did it and it was great and we've just come from strength to strength we've had incredible amount of issues and problems the roof leaking about 70 times dealing really? with the landlord um as well like luckily it's been sound like sorting it out but you know it's just getting them to do it um, it's a big building as well isn't yeah, it yeah it is a big building yeah um the flooring we like painted all the floors so it was like horrible tiles before painted them um they started coming off like a day after we painted them oh, man. Like, Fuck's and then we're like um so we painted them again and then we had a we had some took some radiators off and the plumber didn't cap it off so then we had a massive leak so it literally just covered the whole floor like full-on like leak leak like not just like a little drip 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 it was like a just a jet wash like, <laughs> oh, coming out of the pipe flooded the whole carpet um it was just yeah it was stress trying to sort that out just Is before that when class you went- started into the building yeah 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 so i literally just finished teaching at a school came in like like an hour before the next class came in and i could just hear like a bit of a noise walk around the corner if you look on that social media you'll see the video like walk around the corner i'll put it in this video i'll I'll put a little video up like it was mental um stressful and then obviously all the kids are like coming in like ready for class and i'm like i need to sort this leak out i need to teach the class and i was on my own as well um oh it was mad luckily the guys next door in the car whilst they came around they was trying to help like block it off and 
yeah, we had all that Did kind you of issues. carry out a session? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just carried on like this. Just got to go into teaching mode. <laughs> um, yeah, thanked him for the patience. You know, kind of worked, got made to put the shoes on when they went to the toilet. What was that from? Was it just frozen um, and split? No, no, no. So we had, um, so we took all the radiators off. Yeah. That was another issue. Winter came. Um, we thought it was a like central heating system, like gas, but it wasn't. It was oil filled system. Oh, and I didn't know that. I should have done my due diligence when I walked around. There's like a tank in the next building, a long full of oil. So winter came. Obviously, in the summer, we didn't need it because it was hot. But winter came, stopped putting the heating on. One day, stopped working. Come to the conclusion, oh, it's ran out of oil. Fucking hell, that's mad. Like, in winter, when it was like minus one degrees. Yeah. Um, so I managed to get an emergency oil delivery for like 400 quid, which was a lot of a lot of money, like yeah. money I didn't really have. Um, put the heating on. Everything's fine and dandy. Brilliant. Two weeks later, it's gone again. No way I've used it that amount of oil like we put a lot in as well um and yeah we, we used all the oil there's no oil left in it so like ah geez this is expensive which was really yeah it was mad so i was like ah, i've just spent 400 quid in two weeks and like now we're still back to the same position no heating so like was it on overnight all the time no 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 it was just on like uh you know obviously from like sort of four o'clock till like nine o'clock and yeah god knows i don't know it was just a very very old system though like right. it was it was like condemned when we got this gas engine uh, oil kind of specialist round or whatever it was like yeah this ain't good like this needs changing like it needs upgrading it's so old like it's not safe like to put the oil tank right next to this if that blows up this will blow the whole thing up and it was like <laughs> great thanks <laughs> for telling me that now um so yeah we, we, had, we had to like sort all that out. but obviously while classes were still going on it was like minus one in there, like five degrees in there. The kid's still like, I was like, parents, like, I'm dead sorry. We've got no heating. It's literally five degrees in here. It is freezing. I'm not joking, but there's like, yeah, we'll be fine. Like get some coats on. So we're doing like classes with our coats on. And it's just a nice sort of feeling of togetherness. And mm, the students are just like, yeah, it is what it is. We'll get on with it. Or parents like freezing with <laughs> coats on watching. Uh, it was, it was, I felt awful. I was just like, this is not what they signed up for when they thought it was going to get a new dojo. Like sat there freezing. Because um, you're yeah. a young man trying his best with this business sort of endeavour. Yeah. Did you find a lot of parents have been really helpful and trying to be as giving as possible to you? Yeah, they have to be fair. They're very, very understanding. Um, whether like, you know, they've all, like, I spoke on them t-shirts that got delivered. There was like three, four weeks late which is, I feel awful. I'm like, oh, it's terrible. Like, and you're just in the middle, but they're just, yeah, don't understand. They're like, it's cool. Like, you know, it's mm. not your fault kind of thing. So it's really helpful. So in terms of business then, because I've been looking at it and social media, if yeah. that's to go by, uh, it, it does look such a great adventure. It looks so exciting. You've got, is it Nerf Gun playing there as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks fantastic. If we're looking at a pie chart, <laughs> which side of it has been more of the stuff I see on social media of laughing, community play, adventure, brilliance, yeah. and which side has been, oh, this is fucking hard. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's hard to say, really, because I feel the the good stuff is worth more value. So it kind yeah, of, that's even a though great attitude. we might not have, yeah, we might have had more things go wrong, but like two good things is better than like 10 bad things. Whatever. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It evens it out that way, but um, it's it's probably. I don't know, it's sort of like, in times, they were just all bad, and there's so many times I just thought, I've just had enough, like, well, it's, this? It's, this is just too much, like, we had um, an issue with our electricity bill as well, where the the landlord, it was, it was my, well, there's one meter, but it was actually for all the four other businesses on site, but I was paying the bill for everybody, Whoa. they never told me that, so then, like, we had to that issue of, like, trying to get back into the landlord's name, and then we went in a contract, and was getting, like, thousands and thousands of What was that coming bill. to, yeah, a month, if you don't? Oh, it was, it, we had, like, an eight grand bill, 
at one point. Eight grand. Yeah. We had a £2,000 a month bill, but... And you're just like, Eight wow. grand's and kind they, of... But they're just, because you want in the contract, they're just like bumped up a ridiculous price. And when we rang them, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll just, we'll sort you out kind of a deal. It was just kind of... We're just begging just, that you'd yeah, keep paying. Yeah, 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 <laughs> something like that. So we had to sort that out and just, yeah, liaising with people like that. We had the... And then another challenge, the, the summer came and we only had one key for the main door. The landlord couldn't find the keys to the big sliding doors. Um, so and then all the other doors around the thing. Um, so we finally got someone in to try and look at it. Um, and all he did was get a crowbar and just opened up the sliding doors. Like, they've always been unlocked. They're just like wedged in or whatever. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> God's sake. So like, things like that was just mad. Um, replacing all the heating system with electric heating. When we did that, that started tripping out all the electric and then there's like another guy who's using the garage now like next behind my place he was like using more electric and then like the landlord had to really like pay loads to get all this electric properly fitted for different businesses so just all these things that are like behind the scenes that You'd no one never sees have imagined and i didn't even think yeah. i was gonna have to go through all that but um but yeah i did i bet i bet you had in your head i understand there's gonna be bureaucratic elements of all this and there's going to yeah. be admin and so many stuff i've got to get sorted but these are all stuff way far from that parameter that you can imagine yeah they? yeah 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 it's like yeah i know public liability I yeah, yeah, some yeah. Of that. i get my taxes <laughs> yeah but then when you're thinking of the meters and everything else that goes along with it yeah was that the shock to the system then where you thought can i actually is this just going to keep accumulating problems to face all the time yeah. and was that where you stopped being able to just showcase your passion and what you actually have the business for pretty much yeah as many times like just before christmas was like when is it going to end like the amount of time i said like when is this going to end mm. it was just problem after problem after problem like we had a good sort of a good month of where it was just like bad things were happening like constantly and it was just like i'm tired of fighting i'm tired of fighting like there were so many times where i felt that way i was just like I don't know if I've got it in me anymore. Like, yeah. you know, the first problem comes along, you're like, yeah, it's fine, we'll sort it. I'm very sort of like solution-oriented, bang, on to the next one. Then another one comes, yeah, this is wank, but yeah, whatever, carry on, <laughs> next one. Another one comes in, oh, bloody hell. Like, then by the time you had the fourth or fifth problem, like, hit you, and you're like, ah, like, bloody hell, have I got, like, any energy left to, like, yeah. do it kind of thing. It was, it, was, it was challenging in that sense, definitely, but, you know, touch wood would come out and, the other side now. And before you had your own, a dojo gym, that's it, it isn't it? Is it a dojo? Dojo Academy. Dojo. 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 Yeah. Dojo's like this. Spe- How's it spelled? O- D-O-J-O. <gasps> I thought there was an O at the start. Ojo. <laughs> O-Dojo. O- no, okay, Dojo. Dojo. Dojo, yeah. Before yeah. you had your own, you'd be going into schools primarily. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ripley Junior School used yeah. to run out. And you'd go into facilities, teach it, and then you could go home, yeah. do your thing, do your passions, whatever you want to do in the day. Do you find you get that balance still or is it all go to the business and then you realise there's so much else you've got to do yeah. and it takes away a lot of your loves? Um, it can do, yeah, definitely. I go in there now, I think that needs sorting, that needs sorting. Yeah, as soon as that, and I sort of have to like pull myself back a bit and think, well, look what's actually here. Like, I think, actually, this is pretty sick. Like, I've got my own place. Like, you know, yeah, there's things that I need doing, but it's clean, it's tidy, it looks good. Like, people always say how good it is. Um, it's not as bad as what I think. And then when I pull myself back and I get into that gratitude state, then I start thinking, actually, this is actually really good. Like, I need to not be so, like, have a, always thinking about I need to Hypercritical. Things. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. Do you find that takes some doing, though? Is that a yeah, bit definitely. of a spiritual endeavour that you've got to go on yeah. to remember that gratitude? Yeah, it's happened sort of recently, really, because I was always kind of looking what was next, how can I improve it, and I wasn't 
living in the moment enough um, and I was scared about taking a step back because I was scared about losing it all. I was, mm. like, that was the biggest fear of like, if I chill out a little bit and don't maybe work as hard, this could all just go. Like, I could lose it all, even though that wouldn't happen. But like, that was a massive fear. That Neurosis just, for you. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, but then now I've come to a place of, um, you know, I can go on holiday and um, I've got a bit more of a, a balance back between myself of, it's going to be okay if I get back to that person tomorrow and not today um, and kind of give myself a bit of time and doing so just made me a lot happier and stuff like that. So. How how have you got to that point? Is it conversations you've had? Yeah, so with my uh, business coach, uh, we have a call oh, every cool. week. Uh, so I pay him. Um, and it's like a big investment and because it's been like therapy the last couple of months. Wow. Um, whereas it's not just about, you know, he can't help me grow the business all the time I mean like it's not that we'll talk about I mean it's just about personal things so like whatever's going on from a personal life how I'm feeling um and you'll say well let's explore it then why are you feeling this way you're like you know why have we plateaued like a certain amount of members um is it because you're not becoming the person that you need to be to get to the next level and stuff like that and you just and yeah just talking with him about why I feel the way I feel and it's just opens up a lot of just opens up generally really it's it's incredible how, how did you find a business coach that fit your needs because he sounds quite switched on in tune yeah and i'll say the word spiritual is it is that because i can imagine a lot of business coaches in my mindset are very just goal orientated what you were talking about before yeah but he sounds very an anomaly in business coaching yeah 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 definitely yeah no yeah there's there's lots of business coaches out there who are 100%, no excuses, you get it done. Um, and I was always fearful of getting a business coach for that reason due to my Crohn's disease, which, you know, has an effect on me, makes me more tired than other people and um, and stuff like that. And I was worried that if they're saying I need to do it and then I don't do it, are they actually going to have the understanding and empathy to think, oh, he's got Crohn's disease, that's like, fine. Massive fear. And there's people out there who are like all or nothing, 100%, no excuses. Um, but then, yeah, this other guy was just chatting with me, like you kind of get a bit of a feel for them and just spoke about, you know, if it knows when to like push me and it knows when to not push me, um, which is a great skill, I think, to have. Um, yeah. And I think he, he does it very well. Yeah, definitely. I think, I don't know. Yeah, it's just... It was just out there and got chatting with him. So and, you'd look to other people yeah. though, and you'd seen what they're about. What are you doing? Like looking on the YouTube channels or uh, Facebook mainly. So in like yeah. the martial arts business community, there's a group, um, and yeah, just got different coaches in there, and they'll all try and reach out to you and stuff. And it's a uh, um, yeah, an up and coming space definitely um, for coaching and stuff. So yeah, just just to try and then summarise the polarity yeah. of what the last podcast was and where you're at now. What are the biggest lessons or some of the biggest hurdles then that you've faced? And can you just articulate a bit more of that path of what it's been like in business for the first year operating? Um, <laughs> I'll give you a what right a chance there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, guess, um, I guess for me it's been, I think someone said a quote like, um, you win by a series of short sprints to win the marathon kind of thing. Oh. Um, which kind of stuck with me a little bit. So I'm like trying to sprint the marathon sometimes. Yeah. Um, and doing so, it just, it'll have a, it feels an actual, you know, analogy of the marathon. You'll get injured, whatever, you're going to fatigue and slow down. And whereas you've got to kind of go for that continuous, steady increase. Yeah. Um, whereas there is time where you've literally got to go all in, let's do fast growth, but you need that consolidation block as well, which I never gave myself until recently, where I did have a bit more time off. Um, I wasn't pushing as hard. 
and I was just enjoying a bit more of my time, a bit more of the freedom, a bit more of the money that I've created, um, and just kind of, yeah, having that consolidation block, really. And mm. I think having add, adding those into your journey is very important because without it, you just burn out. Yeah, that, which I did get to a point in January, February. We had an amazing January. We signed up like 20 to 30 people. Um, we finally got to like the 150 members, but then I was burnt out and I yeah. couldn't grow past it for the next three, four months. And we're still there now because I just haven't, had the energy the drive the motivation to want to do it because i just like used it all up or whatever but like yeah so definitely just adding in those breaks it's like that time it's the same with how life's kind of built up for us but you're prepping for something all the time aren't you yeah. it's this when i get to this i will feel this and then when i get to this and you never have that moment to actually enjoy the feeling yeah because you're constantly looking in the future and you're just building 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 yeah so i suppose what you're saying there is do your fast-paced business style stuff but just make sure you really truly at eventually appreciate what you're doing yeah. and live in the moment throughout it. Definitely. And it's kind of a, a journey of really knowing yourself and what you're about because there's also this element where you say, oh, you need to balance. I think my balance looks very different to someone else's balance though. Definitely, like definitely. I could honestly, if I'm feeling energized and creative and excited i could work for a month solid every day comfortably because yeah. i know it's feeding my soul it's what i need to be doing yeah but then i know i will need a breaking point at some point and then it's an acceptance of myself to go okay you struggle to enjoy the time off let's work around that if I was to go off society standard or what somebody else was telling me, find your balance, it'd look more like three days on, two days off, three days yeah, on, yeah, two yeah. days And I'm like, just doesn't suit me. No. So you've got to really know yourself. Is that what you're discovering through this as well? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And knowing that, you know, work, I think it's a bit of a curse as well, knowing when you, you love something that you do for work, because you can overwork but because mm. you enjoy it so it doesn't feel like work yeah but you do need that time for relationships and you know family time and um your own time as well so i think in a business of you're similar you're serving others yeah so you kind of before you know it, you're serving others before you even serve yourself um and that's kind of a point that i got i was just giving 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 yeah. giving and i wasn't giving to myself I wasn't you know being consistent with the gym because i would oh, i need to do work that's more important than going to the gym for myself whereas now i'm a lot better at now I'm going to the gym, like that call can wait or I'm going to go out for the weekend this time and go like camping or whatever because that's important to me. And doing so has made me feel calmer and just a bit more like, yeah, we're on the right track. Yeah. Let's just not worry. Let's just keep, you know, keep going, keep moving, um, keep doing the things. And we've still grown. It's funny because I feel like um, we've like plateaued, but in terms of like revenue, we've it's, still grown every month. Path, we've yeah. got like all these nerf things and got so many different things that we've actually grown in so many areas. Um, if you look at a stock market, so, yeah, if, if you like zoom into it, yeah. it's like constantly up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. But then when you pull out and pull out from it, it actually always goes upwards, doesn't it? Yeah, that's kind yeah, of it's, it is, yeah. it's a similar metaphor, isn't just, it? I think as long as you know you're doing the right things to keep moving forward. Yes, then just keep doing those things. Don't worry too much about these times because nothing blooms all year round is another thing that kind of helped me as well. I love it. You always was, put in yeah. little affirmations yeah. and quotes. I feel like as well, I, I didn't needed to always be, especially when you compare yourself to social media, they've got their, oh man, they've signed up there. Like, I'm not doing enough. Like you think you're doing enough, but there's someone else is doing more. So you feel like I'm not doing enough. And yeah, yeah you just got to be okay with these 
down periods, I think. Be okay with it and know that you're still going to be okay. I think that's beautiful advice. You're going to come out the other side. You strike me as somebody that when you've been inspired by something, you want to go off and do that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Business coaching, is that an element that you think down the path you might get into yourself probably yeah i, I love coaching um anyway i love You're good at talking it. <laughs> um and yeah no yeah i do i really enjoy it um yeah no i think it potentially in the future could be something or just just yeah helping people really in mm. a way where i can help more people because obviously at the minute i'm helping the people of ripley but yeah. you know if i want to help thousands and thousands and millions of people it's gonna have to be done something online or something bigger scale yeah um to yeah, kind of put you, my You've got a very there. calming, positive attitude. And I could imagine in <laughs> business, when people are already at the maximum, sort of what they can hold, and they're just in fight or flight all the time, yeah. having somebody like you in their life would really help ease those sort of stresses a lot of the time. Does that make sense? Yeah, you yeah, have a yeah. business coach that adds more pressure and more tenacity and feisty energy for me anyway i don't think that would suit yeah. what i need but for somebody to be able to have that moment of breath with check in with and just go this is where i'm at i know i want to go forward but i'm just exhausted and then for that humble kind nature to just be like yeah we well, you're allowed to do that you know yeah yeah that's yeah it does as i said it's, it feels like an anomaly in that world though so i like to see that that's finding its way into the cracks yeah Definitely, definitely. Mm. It is It is something that's becoming a bit more out there now and understanding that, yeah, yeah you can't just push, Mind, push, body, push, push, soul push. with a sort of yeah. spiritual attitude behind it. Yeah, my coach is very much like that, to be fair. He's very sort of spiritual. You don't need to get David Goggins like all the time, do you? No, that's it. Like, there's times in your life where you do need a David Goggins yeah. to kick you up the bum and get you kick-started and get you going. But there's also times where you need someone to just say, like, yeah, you've been like working your arse off, like, chill out a little bit it's well okay done. like yeah here's your check-in because there's so many times that I'll be, I'll be like yeah i'm not really happy with this and i'll be like well have you looked because he makes me feel like a stat sheet every month as well to make sure like you know you can't master what you don't measure so mm. it's always good. so like it makes sure like say da 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 he's like have you looked at your stats and I'm like yeah what about him he's like have you seen your turnover have you seen your member growth have you seen this look how much like and i'm like i'm like yeah, it's not too bad, oh, actually, is it? And it's just yeah. like, you're doing amazing, like, don't worry, like, whereas obviously I'm, like, always wanting, like, more, more, more and stuff, so he's, yeah, and it always just kind of checking in with saying, oh, but when's the next holiday you book with Sylvie? Like, make sure you book that in, just to make sure that you're kind of, you know, doing what, because at the start I sat down, what goals I wanted, and one of the goals was, yeah, more time with Sylvie, go away at the weekend, mm. so we'll say, it'll always revert back to them, they'll be like, well, when you, when's your next adventure that you like that's what you told me you want to do oh mate um, I'm gonna be like uh, yeah. chatting to you after this yeah. Yeah, having a look at down the I think I need a ego brush every now and then really yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're doing it right you know yeah <gasps> thank yeah, god yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was it ready is, to uh... pack it in every other day <laughs> yeah. Yeah. when you you were talking about the the juice is worth the squeeze in this business yeah. because you get beautiful moments yeah could you just refer to a few that you've had where you looked back or looked around and went oh my god we're doing it this is it i feel so elated by this yeah yeah so that sort of happens every three months when we do our belt graduations so that is a time where i really just like heartwarming because we do uh, obviously they've been working for three months working towards their next belt um, and we do a belt graduation on the saturday so we do it in time slot so you know like the three to fours first five to sevens da, 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 then the adults and it's a time where we celebrate the fact that they have 
got their next belt. So mm. we'll get the kids on, they'll show the mum and dad what they've been doing, get grandma, granddad down. So everyone's in, everyone's like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, you're so good. Um, which is so, which is just meant for the mums and dads, and especially our grandma and grandmas, and maybe don't see them week in, week out. And they're like, oh my God, I haven't improved so much. And look at him stood there listening. That's amazing. Mm. Look how confident he is to stand up in front of all these people and do that, uh, which is always nice. And then I'll always say, right, mums and dads, come on to the mats. This is your time. Because then I'll say, right then, kids, it is your journey. It is your martial arts journey. But are you alone on this journey? And they'll be like, oh, I don't know. Why? Who brought you here today? Oh, your mom, my mum and daddy. Oh, brilliant. So do they bring you to class every single week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they make you go even when sometimes you don't feel like go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, who pays for it? Your mum and dad. Yeah, so do you think they're massively part of the journey as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go give them a massive hug and just say thank oh, you. Oh, And that is just like, you're like, oh my God, tears. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just seeing the mum and dad oh, code and like, and they're just like, <laughs> it, it, it's, it is so, yeah. it's so nice and you just, yeah, their mums and dads just hugging their kids and they're just like, I'm so proud of you. Look and what like, you're great in there. It's just, and it's just that bond and they're just, just so proud of what they've achieved. Um, and yeah, it's just, and you kind of look around and you think, yeah, this is nice. And even for the adults who usually like come on their own or whatever, or the partners might come and um, yeah, just all the other adults are just like bonded and created friendships with and um, you're just like, this is so cool. Like all these people that were probably a bit shy to begin with, didn't have too many friends have now come and now they've created friends because of martial arts and they, mm. you know what I mean? They'll go out together oh, and they'll dude. go like Christmas, they'll have a drinks together and stuff like that. And I think like, We've, we've created that we've created that bond that friendship um, which is just yeah super super cool it's true nice. togetherness yeah we had um, one of our students who's been with us for like two three years and she's moving to um, Louth um, <laughs> to like go somewhere else just like whatever so it was just like and we like got some flowers and like a little photo and stuff like that and was all she was like crying oh, it was just like mate. we say with the benefit genuine. family and we're like it sounds so cliche don't like all oh, the family but we generally are we care yeah. probably more than what we should we're investing in people's lives um and we're always there like we've had some really deep conversation people saying you know i'm really struggling with my mental health mm. um i'm really struggling with this things are getting bullied and we're like yeah we're here we're here to talk we're here mm. to help um so yeah it's Ma- just nice with that like I just had this feeling or thought of imagine a parent you're speaking to now if you could pitch sort of your business to them to say why martial arts is so important and integral in a young person's life what would your pitch be how would you say to them I would advise you they come to this session because um it depends on the person themselves so we always say what's what's your number one reason for wanting to get little Billy started and then they'll some of them will say the reason, yeah, he's being bullied at school. Some will say, oh, I just want him to do something. Oh, it's great that you want him to do something. But if there was one thing that you could choose out of this list, more confidence, more focus, more discipline, anti-bully, which one would it be? Um, and they'll be like, oh, probably confidence. Confidence, oh, it's amazing. So if 10 was amazing, one was absolutely pants, where would you rate your child's confidence? Oh, probably only a three. A three, all oh, right. What do you think we need to do to be able to get it up to a seven? And you're like, oh, how would you feel if your child was a seven and he could stand up for himself when you're not around? So then that you can have a bit more peace of mind. Oh, that'd be amazing. Um, and I'm like, well, we can do that. We can help. Mm-hmm. And then, then that's it. Then they're like, ah, you can solve the problem because we're not, we are teaching martial arts, but people don't bring them for martial arts. They want them to get more confident, more focused, more disciplined. So if we can give them that, we're just the, the bridge in between what they want and what they can get kind of thing. So we're like that, that mm. bridge in between of, um, you know, I want my child to stop being bullied and stand up for himself. We can help that. We're going to instill confidence in him. We're going to make him believe in himself. We're going to give him some moves in case he has to need to do anything. Yeah. Um, and we're going to do that for him. So then obviously the mum and dad's parents are like, yeah, I'm sold. Like, sign him <laughs> up. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. we've seen it with, it's only took like two weeks 
and they're like, it's so much more confident already. It's like, imagine what we can do within a year. Mm. Like, imagine if it was only just increased it by 1% every single week. Or, and like, that's 50% their whole year, like, of increasing their confidence. Isn't that amazing? You're like, yeah, it's amazing. So it's just, it depends what they want out of it, really. Yeah. Because I always say, like, if you come to me and say, I want you to be the next world best martial arts fighter, I'll say, go to the martial arts club down the road. Like, we're not about that. We're not about, you know, competitions or anything like that. It's perfectly fine if you do. Brilliant. That's really good. But we're not for that. So we're kind of strong with our boundaries and know what we can do for people mm. um, and what we can't do for people. Yeah. And yeah, then I, I love what you've created, man. It's this, we are here for you. Yeah. Inclusive, the family atmosphere. And then there's so much that can be built up within that. Yeah. I suppose this is a thing that gets brought up in combat a lot and martial arts. What if you're equipped and given a bully type like style kid and you're equipping them with techniques to harm people how are you conscious around that and how can you give them a different needs and meet that yeah and have you ever had that situation yeah we've had it in the past okay. where they've come down and um you know the mum dad said like oh they're going to school now and beating each beating people up because of what you've taught them uh and you're like oh, bloody hell, that's not good um so we'll, we'll get them in we'll have a chat with them and just say you know what we teach is there for or we'll ask them saying why do you need to do learn self-defense oh so i can beat people up <laughs> do you need to beat people up um what is it really for though like do you need to just walk and beat people up uh, probably not now um and then you, you're kind of going down that avenue of getting them to understand it's just there for protection in case you need it and i always say like you don't need to prove anything um, like imagine a secret ninja or James Bond does James Bond go around saying everyone I'm James Bond he says no he's, he's a normal person isn't he he only knows James Bond when he needs to be James Bond mm. and I always say to them I says you're the same like a ninja's only a ninja when they need to be a ninja mm. so you're a secret ninja I says you don't need to prove anything you don't need to show anybody that you're, you're super tough and hard um, just be your own person control that anger that emotion don't let people you know get your kind of thing and it's just for those kind of people it's just controlling that emotion and letting them understand that actually i don't need to prove anything because yeah. it's usually a reason why they want to go around punching and kicking people you yes. know it's either attention or whatever issue but um do you yeah, ever have a, a bit of a grapple with them as well and just humble them a little bit to show um, them not really no what... to be fair so i guess no not really i don't think i've ever kind of done that before no. but i know what you're saying yeah, yeah just think, kind of bring them down a bit i think but, i've seen it before in action and probably demonstrated it before at boxing club this is yeah but i do i think the often most people and young teenagers that we're working with go out to cause violence is often a fear-based response. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're scared of the exterior world. It's all against them. It all wants to fight them. So when you equip them with these skills and tools, they think, oh, I'm, I'm at it now. I can protect myself. But usually the people, you know, the hardest people, the strongest, the black belts, the, the pro fighters they don't need to prove themselves anymore. And I think no. after a while it dif diminishes because when you can truly protect yourself and you feel so confident in who you are, what you're about, and it's not a fear-based response anymore, it all just goes, doesn't it? Yeah. And you don't put your energy in that. So I think it is so important. I do, I've definitely seen in gyms where a young 15, probably 14-year-old lads come through and then when they say it's sparring, 20% on the head, 40% max on the body and then they're just going for over and right yeah. they put one in with me a recent this Irish lad and I wasn't going to hurt him whatsoever but you just lean on them do you know what yeah, I mean yeah, and you yeah. just sort of catch them with shots and they're like oh so they're covering up all the time yeah and then you just pepper them 
and just not hurt whatsoever, but you're just showing them yeah. this is what could happen. Would you like that done to you more often? No. You're doing that to everyone. And it, it's one of those sort of moments, isn't it? Yeah. You're just showing them the ropes. <laughs> but yeah, I like that side of it. So you feel like, and I love what you've said today, you've hit a groove with everything. Yeah. Does that mean that you've had more time to explore an adventure then? Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Just kind of doing a bit more meditation as well, which has helped. Um, kind of... When I put a shout out of recent, right, I'm going to get more guests on now. I've finished these slots, get yeah. someone on and you shout it up. You, you said you've been on a bit of a, is it quite a new path then? So you've done the business side, hundred mile an hour, hit it, yeah. sort of hit a groove. And then, yeah. What, what have you been? It's been, um, yeah, it's been mad to be fair. Cause like I said, I think there was a point in my business where we was plateauing in terms of members, um, even though the business was still growing. But for me, I felt like I hit a bit of a wall. So just chatting with my business coach and kind of getting to the deeper reason why we've hit that plateau. Um, and kind of we, we, it was all kind of coming back to me, the reason what I was. I was a people pleaser. You know, I didn't have that kind of um, masculinity. That I also came to light that I was, you know, been brought up in... Um, a family with two sisters and my mum, like you know, on her own, kind of. How old is this business coach? Um, thirty-eight, something like. That. He just sounds like yeah. really got a lot of. Tools. Oh yeah, he's, is, he, is he quite a therapist as well? Yeah, is yeah, yeah. He's learned got a lot. a lot of badges. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if he's got a lot of badges in terms of like on paper, but in here, it's, it's yeah. Got as, a lot you, of as you were breaking it all down, I thought, yeah. oh, that's a really sort of profound side to go to. Yeah, quite definitely philosophical side of his nature yeah 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 definitely loves that kind of stuff okay and, um yeah he's been coached as well kind of right. it gets passed down interesting um but yeah kind of going back to uh, myself and realizing i wasn't being as masculine as what i could be mm. um i was letting people make decisions for me i was very easy going and just kind of people pleasing and i wasn't becoming a leader because we just took on a staff member as well um and then it, it was like i've actually got to be a leader now i've got to step up um, and I've got to be strong with my voice and I've got to be strong with my boundaries, which I didn't really have. I was doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. I was like, taking too much things on, um, wasn't knowing my worth. Um, very just, yeah, easygoing, people pleasing. Um, didn't have that kind of, yeah, masculinity really. Um, mm. And tapping into that has been very helpful for me. Um, Basically, it was all kind of just doing my, my childhood, really, of, you know, mum and dad splitting up when I was younger um, and wanting the love from both my mum and my dad whilst I was a kid and being around a house with all women. <laughs> like, a lot of feminine energy. Yeah, yeah, a lot of feminine energy. So and I never kind of had that masculine role in my life to balance it out a little bit, um, which is why people, you know, say, oh, you're really soft-natured and calm and stuff like that, which is which is great. It's better than being like, steroid head or something like yeah, that but yeah, like yeah but there's times where you need to be a man you need to step up and you need to um do it like you know even in when, when me and silver got together like five years ago i wouldn't go up and order at the restaurant i'd get silver to go do it because i was so scared of like making a mistake or um the fear of if they said something else that i wasn't sure about and it's just these little things that was holding me back massively mm. um quite like generational trauma don't kind they? Of, yeah yeah it's not when you say trauma people think of this huge gravitas things happen yeah it's actually often very micro things that we're unconscious of yeah that are ingrained into us as we grow older yeah so if you had to go and look at your timeline and really pick through all yeah. these elements of you yeah pretty much yeah and it was quite 
hard at first like it felt so heavy on my chest mm. um of all these things of like yeah why won't I and like looking back when I was like teenager and um doing things and I think like why did I do that like oh, why not? I was just so confident just to go do it why did I have to like hold back or um when you I love just, people you don't want to blame it on them do yeah. you you're like oh no yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they were doing what they knew at the time and that's yeah. the point of this sort of generational work yeah avoiding conflict was a big one as well I hated conflict you know if you're at a restaurant and something's not right i'd be like yeah it's lovely it's great <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean and, and that's people and, and, yeah well, yeah exactly it? yeah i'd avoid it all the time and um but in terms of being a business owner and being a leader for a team like we've got a good team of like seven or eight now um and they all look up to me for guidance and it was it, it got to a point where we had a team meeting and one of the team was like, I don't know who's teaching on what classes. I don't know who's this, like who's the assistant coach, who's the helper, who's this. And they was kind of coming to me saying like, what's going off Jordan? Like you need to tell us what you want. And I'm like, well, what do you want? Like, do you want to do this? Like if you want to do a Tuesday, you do a Tuesday. And they were like, you tell me, like you're the leader kind of thing. I was but it was so humble. And I was like, yeah, like, I actually need to be that person. I need to actually be the person. So, um, yeah, just kind of worked through it with my coach, just talking. And um, we did a lot of like sort of deep kind of therapy thing where um, we, we, we kind of we called it like the tyrant. Basically, it's like, it's like, I want you to imagine you've got like a beam in your head. It's all in your thoughts in your head. And imagine that beams go down. It's on your heart now kind of thing. You have to ask yourself, tyrant, what's holding me back? Tyrant, why am I not progressing and you're like you're asking it the question you're like in yeah. this sort of meditative state and you, you're just coming out with what was coming out um and it's like tyrant what do you think you're capable of or uh tyrant what what am i capable of whatever and it was like you can achieve anything mm-hmm. that was like the first thing that came to my mind um and then it was it was kind of like why can't we go beyond this 150 members and i was like, oh because i've never been there before huh. um and like all these things that was like just coming up like i wasn't thinking about it, it was just kind of voices um and yeah it kind of all came down to just not believing in myself not being a leader not being a man um and just needed to tap into that to do it so when i kind of highlighted all these areas that i need to improve on i just went about it so Dude, I started, i'm buzzing for this part. i'm like I, <laughs> yeah no so i literally just started like setting more boundaries i was being yeah. so strict with people not like horrible boundaries just saying look this is me this is where i stand um if you like it fantastic if you don't don't whereas before i'd be really bothered about it um just making decisions, not like fanning around with it and stuff, mm. just kind of going straight in. Um, and yeah, just tapping into that masculine energy, really. Mm. Um, what what are the sort of attributes would you attach to the masculinity? Um, obviously being uh, decisive, Yeah, I think was a, a big one, especially being a leader of a team. You need to make decisions. Um, again, just not being worried about avoiding conflict, standing for what you believe in um, was a big thing. Like, um, you know, like bargaining and stuff like that. if you're buying something you know there's always that one who's not as confident it'll be like oh yeah go on then I'll take it mm, whereas that other mm, person's like no this is my malleable. price and I'm sticking with it and it's kind of that confidence and that sort of self-belief yeah self-belief and you know when you like you come across people being like they're so assertive of themselves yeah they're like sure. they're not worried about if you're not happy with it or they're not what you know what I mean and you kind of had to be that it's not like you're being an arsehole mm. you're being an, a, a strong person that yeah. has strong boundaries and you're respecting yourself by not crossing those boundaries if you don't want to i like because yeah there's this assertive to me and assured yeah assertive feels like it's pressing and it's a bit exaggerated and over the top at times yeah but assured of self is no this is who i am this is what i'm willing to give i'm comfortable in that and you don't have to be horrible with it either do you no no this Mm. is like you say people who 
had them boundaries like, I have a lot of respect for them it's just like yeah you know, you know like boundaries know. is a big word in yeah. my life now yeah. learned that probably last year yeah. boundary setting and I thought yeah. what what does that even mean yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's one of these buzzwords in the the self-development world yeah that gets thrown about but when you truly understand that boundary setting and how integral that is in yeah. all like family partner child business partner everything they all have to have boundaries and they need to yeah. know where they stand within that yeah or it becomes too elusive yeah like i say i think for me it's just got control back in my life yeah whereas if you don't have boundaries people control you yeah which yeah. is which was a massive problem for me especially as a business like people messaging me at like 10 o'clock on a saturday night oh should i reply back to that email yeah i'll reply back to yeah. you now so it'll be nice and quick and you think why? Why am I doing that? Like, so now I've set boundaries. Like between this time and this time, that's my working hours. After then, it's not. And I think mm. being self-employed, you can fall into a trap of just constantly want to work just to keep on top of the to-do list. Yeah. So any bit of time you get, you want to put it as work. Whereas there were times where yeah, I had like a Saturday off, and it was like I could really do loads of work and catch up. But it's like no, actually, I'm gonna just like chill out. I'm mm. actually gonna ring my mate. And say, do you want to go to like you know the spa? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and chill out a little bit, and like I'm gonna watch some TV. And it oh. and just do it and having those and not feeling guilty for not doing work as well. Mate, we sound like one. we've been on such a similar path. Honestly, yeah, everything no, you're saying, I'm just nodding like yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get you, brother, in every other way, honestly. <laughs> it must be something you as a young person you it's, go into business and it yeah. all starts to accumulate I, and get on top of you. Yeah, I think um I, I definitely would think everyone should have therapy. Yes. Because you have you have a lot of un um What's the word? Just like from your childhood and it stuff. Unconscious behaviours. Yeah, yeah. Con- you know, you, the way you are today is based on your environment and what's happened as a kid. Things that you don't necessarily know has happened as a kid or you don't know why. Yeah. Or that, that's, you, you just know you're not putting like the two and two together. I think but, instead of generational trauma, they just call it generational conditioning. Yeah. There's yeah. a good, like all my mates, uh, when I went travelling to Australia, they all used to laugh at me um, because uh, everyone laughed at me all the time. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um I used to open up my cereal yeah. in a really odd way. And everyone was like, what is that? And then I had no idea. I really couldn't put it past me why this was the way I'd ever seen on TV, what has happened. And anyway, I got back from traveling and I went home for the first time. I get back in the family, go and see my dad, have a dinner, wake up in the morning, go round. And my dad's opening the cereal in the exact way. Wow. And it was this moment of, Oh my God, I've yeah. never known myself to look at him and go, oh, that's how you do that then. But it's just gone straight into my subconscious, deep, yeah. deep down that I'd never imagined. And if you look at that as a real base level factor of it, imagine what goes in through the emotions yeah, yeah, yeah. and through every other side of it. It would just sponges aren't we? we're absorbing everything yeah it's data collection so that's what we're doing and when you're looking at life and you're facing problems you have to go as far back as you can possibly go to imagine where you've got this common theme through and this loop that you seem to be stuck in yeah and then it's bringing the unconscious conscious because the people pleasing quite a people pleaser myself but when i learned about that i became the opposite yeah so i wouldn't have any um flexible attitude towards it i I would just be like right no yeah Uh, but then now i can sort people please in in moments where i think i can give to this i'm aware it's the awareness like my grandma i know for a fact i'm people pleasing here in this situation but i've got the flexibility and the elasticity 
Is that the word? We'll go, we'll go for it. We'll go <laughs> it's for a it. nice word. <laughs> yeah. I'm a I'm elastic uh, <laughs> in, in terms of when I can just go. Yeah, I can give to that. I'll go, I'll spend that extra ten minutes to do this thing. But I'm aware of it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's it's so important. I love what you said. Everyone would benefit definitely from definitely. Uh, <laughs> the word. Yeah. Every time we say it, it <laughs> yeah. comes down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but therapy is integral. So you, you're doing all this discovery and this learning. And you've been to the festival recently. I have, yeah. What was it? Vegan camp out. The vegan camp I out. I was honestly, I was yeah, supposed to be there this yeah. year and last year. Yeah, invited Jordan, me twice. Do you know Jordan? Uh, I, I saw him on stage. Oh, the really? Weekend. Yeah, but I don't He's know a of him. Fellow. It's yeah. really funny because I started the poetry ten years ago now, maybe like eight. And he was the guy that stuck by me the whole way. Wow. He would always nice. like and share and da 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 da. And then as life goes, we sort of just drift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's one of these guys that had, again, a similar philosophy to us. He was a doer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was always building. He was always talking about, I'm going to do this thing. Brilliant. And so some people, you kind of think, nah, you know, it's all talk. Yeah. But then to just see what he's done with this space and this festival and then he's offering so many people for free sometimes to come down if they've not experienced it before it's just phenomenal yeah it really is phenomenal what he's done so really excited i saw you post on instagram pictures of you being there and i thought oh cool stars aligning (laughs) yeah can you paint me a bit of a picture? Yeah, sure. Um, just going back to what you said about yeah. um, people drifting apart. There's a good quote that my coach said. It says, people are either in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. That's amazing. And th- that's still with me as well. That's amazing. I love that. A that's reason, a, a season, or a lifetime. So like a I was saying, reason, a season. And it's kind of true. That there's people that you think, I don't speak to them anymore, but like maybe it was a reason. Like yeah. They gave me a reason why they was in my life or... People, are, yeah, some people are just in your lifetime for a season, aren't they? Like mm. a summer, a, a winter, whatever it is, and you've got those own. So <laughs> I thought that, I just thought about it then. I thought that's, that's something that stuck with me. Um, I, th- I think something like you, um, Joe Dispenza's style, the laws of attraction stuff, yeah. and the secret. Again, it's just a good philosophy to have. It's a good attitude because yeah. if you think people are in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, then your mindset's programmed to look for their moments. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? When I'm with people then, I can be looking, okay, that's cool. Why is this happening? Who is this person? And why are they here? Yeah. And finding the why within that. So it's just a good attitude to deploy anyway, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No, it's mm. good, it's good. I'll answer your question now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so vegan camper, obviously the name suggests. Um Camping site, um, it was in uh, near Leicestershire, Stamford Hall, Stamford Hall? I think something like that. Um, Where's that? I want to say Stamford Hall, but okay. I feel like, yeah, I think it's called Stamford Hall. Somewhere in like Leicester anyway, or oh, Leicestershire. Um, and yeah, you know, it was before, obviously like we, we're coming up to two years vegan now. Um, and we saw this festival last year going off. Um, we saw it come up again this year, and we was a bit like, oh, what's that going to be like? It's going to be the cliche vegans shoving it down your throat, full of weirdos, like, do we really want to go? Um, and we like massively judged it based on that stigma around veganism and vegan people. Um, and then one day I was just like, shall we just go? Like, what's the worst? You know, it could be great, it could be terrible. 
let's just do it. So it was a bit of a whim and was a bit like apprehensive about booking it. Um, but we just thought, sod it, we'll go for it. And then like, we didn't even have a tent or anything. So we had to full on like kit ourselves out. Um, and then, yeah, whilst we was in the queue, we got there, we was in a queue and there's some people behind us and there's very sort of eccentric people. We're like a bit hippie. A, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're, we're not quite like that. Like we're yeah. pretty reserved to be fair, classic British reserved. Um, very eccentric and, you know, um, sort of sure of themselves and you're not bothered and so it was queuing over for oh god this is gonna be strange like some strange people here um you know like just proper like end of the spectrum where you're like, yeah yeah i would not P- like polar to, to who you yeah are. yeah yeah definitely like nothing wrong with them obviously they're like no. dead sound nice people just not our people kind of yeah. thing um but then we got all pitched up and stuff like that um and then just yeah walking around just experiencing the whole festival was just amazing you're just surrounded by like-minded people you know everybody's there you don't have to worry about any of the food not being vegan you don't have to worry about anyone like sort of um saying horrible things because of like everyone's just there for a bit like Respect. i imagine what um pride's like you know mm. what i mean all people they just feel like they can be themselves so as soon as we got there we, we just felt like we could be ourselves like we felt this kind of like something's off our shoulders like unlocking like we could literally just be free like that's how it kind of felt very quickly very quickly yeah and it sounds mad like you sound like you know oh yeah whatever be free but like it just genuinely did kind of feel that way like you had people just like dancing like no one's watching Mm. and just kind of you know doing whatever they want just chatting to people and it was just a good energy you know you just got good energy around the place um so yeah we're like you know the first day we kind of took it as a bit of a festival we had a few drinks and just kind of had some nice food and didn't really get into the there's three stages activism stage a main stage and a music stage listened to a bit of music saw some of the people talk who we follow on instagram like some influencers and stuff um and then on the sunday because we kind of had a bit enough of drinking or whatever um we we got up we did a yoga session in the morning like on the grass with like 600 people ordering yoga sun coming down yeah it was mad it was mad It, it was crazy um then went for a swim in the lake afterwards, come out the lake where then we did some meditation and then we did a hit class and like, it was just good energy and everyone's like, ah, woo, like just <laughs> I've done five burpees. Everyone's like, ah, woo, come on. You're like, this is such good energy. Like you were just like pumped, like you're absolutely buzzing and everyone around you is just sort of like loving it. And like, oh, well done, man. That was awesome. And mm. you're just like, this is amazing. Like it was just so like enlightening. And then we went to the activism stages, learned about all these different um, things that are going off, like Camp Beagle, <clears throat> which have you ever heard of Camp Beagle? No. So like, it's this place in, oh, I can't remember where it is, in the UK. I want to say somewhere down south, I'm not sure. Um, but it's basically just, they're a puppy breeding kind of farm um, for beagles. Um, and they just keep them in horrible cages. It's all like locked up, security, the government pay for it. Um, horrendously treating these little puppy beagles. Um, and then they just get shipped over to different laboratories and oh, tested God. with bleach and like shoves stuff down the noses and like horrendous, horrendous stuff that they're testing these beagles for. Um, um, and there's there's a thing called Camp Beagle where activist people are camping outside of the main gates. Mm. Um, I think Will Young is um, handcuffed himself to the main gates like not long ago. Man, man. Um, he, he, like, just people are there all the time spreading awareness saying like, how can this go on in the UK? Um, these lorries like come in, pick up all these dogs, these beagles, um, take them to these labs and they just get treated horrendously, put mm. bleach on their eyes like to see if it's any good and um, all these just horrible, horrible things and just get kept in like little pens, they've got no air, they've got like, a little vent um, and these guys there that was chatting, like this, you can join it like Camp Beagle, these people like actually broke in, like these two people broke in, grabbed like three or four puppies, the security apparently when they walked in was just like, 
do what you want, like just do what you need to do, kind of thing, and just let them get on with really? it. And they even knew what was going on. Is that because they had <clears> this <throat> conscious? I think so. So then, um, angst. Yeah, probably. So they just like let them. They got like four beagles, like ran through these massive crop fields, like yeah. helicopters out, police are all after them. Um, and this dog was just like, Look how much effort just, they put yeah, into it was mad. capturing. <clears throat> yeah. So then this like apparently they've got these dogs, and they're a bit like the dog's obviously dead scared and frightened, and then just sort of like wagging its tail. And it was just like it's the first time that a dog's kind of been happy, like free or something. Um, but then they got these dogs safe. They've been rehomed now, um, which is wow. amazing, um, away from all the torture. And then the the guys who did it, they went to the police station the next day to hand themselves in because they wanted to put them on trial because they knew if they went to the court for what they're doing, they would be in serious like trouble kind of thing. Um, so they wanted to take it to court. They wanted to make it a big thing, get it on the news and showcase all these people what dodgy things are doing, what taxpayers' yeah. money is going towards, funding hurting beagles and these dogs. Animal lives. Um, and then, so they got uh, fined or whatever, went to the... Um, got, and then when they was in the police, they, they dropped all the charges. Really? So like, where do you ever get done for theft, robbery, break and entry, private property, for it all just to be like... Yeah, you can go. You know what? So they what? What are they hiding for somebody to drop all those charges? Yeah, we don't want you looking into what we're doing. So like, that was a big thing. We was like, Jesus, man, that's so bad, and nobody knows what's going off, and everyone just thinks like, yeah, taxpayers' money is going to great things, but you know, it's that's what it's funding. You know, animal testing. Well, I had no idea of anything. No, you you wouldn't do it because they want to hide it. So we we like make sure all our products are cruelty free. Um, Was that a big moment for you of? Okay, like I, I know I went down the vegan route for my own personal feelings, but then you go to this festival and it starts to unfold that not only am I passionate about this and I'm with like-mindedness, yeah. but when these stories are unfolding and I'm finding out more and more in the depth of it, <clears throat> I feel the need or the want to share this story and start yeah. finding platforms and people to discuss this with and be a bit more activist yeah. with my approach. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And I think with doing the work from before of becoming my own person, tapping into my own true self and setting those boundaries and being confident and being that man and not worrying about having a, an outspoken viewpoint because you're just worried about the conflict of somebody disagreeing with you. Now it's like, I'm so confident that I will say what I stand up for I will stay what I believe in um, mm. and I know people aren't going to agree with it but I'm pretty sure most people would be against torturing beagles yeah they'll be like well yeah I hate that happen but then obviously you can say would you be against torturing a pig they'll be like probably again yeah yeah of course so why do you eat bacon and sausages and why do you pay for somebody to torture them um, so then it, it kind of has that conflict of you know when people say oh, I love animals I love animals mm. um, but then they eat animals it's kind of like well do you really love an animal if you're eating it? Yeah. Um, or do you just love pets? <laughs> Which is kind of what it is, you really, isn't it? You can differentiate yeah. your People love dogs. Choice. People love cats, bunny rabbits. think it's cute. Um, but then they're happy to, you know, pay for slaughtering and mm. torturing these animals. Um, which, yeah, that kind of happened for me. It was a bit of a conflict of like, <coughs> how can I say I love animals when I'm funding something that I don't... I, I thought I just said I loved animals. Like, how mm. can I love animals? Like, you can't do the two for me. I don't think you can say you can love animals and then happily pay for somebody to slit a pig's throat for you to eat it. Um, that was kind of a big thing for us. And yeah, just kind of going for the weekend. It wasn't like push her in your face or anything like that. It was literally just saying, look, this is what it's all about. You know, this is what happens in the dairy industry. This is what happens in um, farming and stuff like that. And you, you kind of 
looking at it and you, you, it does hit you. It, like, it does for mm-hmm. me anyway, where I just thought, this is mad. Like, more people need to know about this because yeah. it's all hidden in this country. Like, there is people that genuinely think, like, the pig runs around in the field, happy as Larry, having the best life ever. Um, and then it just slowly fades away and then just <laughs> slowly pick it up. Then we'll just, you know, yeah. chop it up nice and gently. When it's just not the case, they get put into gas chambers yeah. and die a horrible death. I, th- I think for a lot of people, it's because they've been so far removed from when they go to the the shop it's in this tiny little package exactly and they all look the same so, so if you showed a kid pictures of all these animals and then told them to put the meat next to where they are they wouldn't have a clue would no. they it's funny i was on about this i says um when kids see animals they just they give it love they just want to see it don't they They want to run up to it give it some food stroke it like they're not necessarily scared of it that it or and i said it imagine if that kid watch that animal get chopped up and then say right here's your chicken nuggets just from that animal there would they one want to eat it or two would they not want to eat it based on the trauma that they've just seen someone chop its head off or genuinely because of the they've realized that what that's weird that is that what that was the animal that i was just petting that Mm. was when i was just stroking on its head and i was looking into its eyes and it it felt like we had a connection and then now i'm about to go eat that so would i was interested to see whether or not kids have that mental capacity to know what's going off or do we actually need to go back to that childhood, like, just love? And, mm. like, we don't need to see it as food. Some as, as you get older, your mindset changes from love and care and it's an animal, would never hurt any animals, to, yeah, it's all right if we can just hurt the pigs and the cows and the chickens. I, I, do, I think <laughs> people weird. prefer to bury their heads oh, and not think about did, it and right. not have the conversations yeah. because they've picked a path yeah. and they're comfortable and confident in that path now. So then they hold easy jargony things to say to back their argument i think a lot of people do that in all elements of life now it's like they have this um rhetoric that you'll stand to and you're like i can say this this and this and then it closes the argument yeah and rather than working inside of all of the nuance behind it for the moral conundrum for me not many people have a strong standpoint to no. go from if they can extrapolate from i love my dog yeah. i love my cat okay what about yeah it, it, it's hard to fight that battle yeah yeah it's it's that moral um justice in it really i guess like yeah kind of what is morally right can it can it be Mo- most people yeah. have a moral qualm don't yeah. they they're, yeah, they're stuck definitely. there with this uncomfortable feeling yeah it's if, it, if it's uncomfortable instead of exploring it people just ignore it yeah isn't it I, i've felt it I've, I've seen which is fine because that's what we've been conditioned to do it's like why would i want to think about it i'd rather just ignore it and just have my chicken nuggets and especially from abattoirs and so on i've oh, seen yeah. some of the the most traumatic videos i've oh, ever yeah. seen and this is it for Ali to live on the farm now. Yeah. It's got no livestock on it or anything. We do kids' projects yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But I think I am becoming more and more and more conscious around it. Yeah. And I'm trying to make better and better and better decisions. We've had a long back and forth, yeah. haven't we? And <laughs> yeah. where I kind of stand with it at the moment is based... And, and my moral, again, I've told you, I've got such a moral qualm there. And I'm really trying to better all my choices and know what journey the the food and the meat has taken to get on my plate um and understand that but i do think it's trying to constantly minimize it at the minute as well me and my partner chrissy have been having these discussions to the point 
it probably will start taking way more meals that become vegetarian or vegan and, yeah. and build our way to that. Where I struggle with this, and this is just through experience, is the nutritional side of things. Yeah. And I did a year away in South Africa and I was forced into going vegan. Because yeah. it was a <laughs> little, little commune. <laughs> I, people. I, I was there in this little commune, um, small, it's a, a sanctuary looking after primates. Yeah. And the local shop was a half an hour walk. We were out in the middle of bumfoot nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing going on. And you, re- you just couldn't get meat. Yeah. At all, really. They had mutton, and that was like, you'd be excited if they had a little load, and I'd try and go and sneak my bit in. But most people there were also vegan. My partner was vegan. Yeah. It was just very easy to go down that path. So I thought, I'm not that precious to it all. I'm here. I'm going to play my part. Yeah. I got really unwell. And then I started doing some investigation i came home for a week went to the doctors because i had such a bad gut all the time i was just physically weak and just drained and tired constantly i felt like no my testosterone limited like i didn't feel thirsty and excited i just felt numb and he was asking about my diet and the nutrition and so on uh we we found out i was celiac so that even minimized even more stuff and choices out my diet and then we looked down other intolerances and factors, um, and he just told me to reintroduce meat where I could and if I could. And I did, and that did make me feel more energised. Yeah. I remember I didn't feel as tired <clears throat> anymore, and particularly like fish and oily fishes he was talking about and certain red meat. So I'd be eating bits of meat here and there, and it was like a switch, genuinely yeah. like a switch in my life. So there... I started looking down nutrition and podcasts and listening to as much information as I could. And I think I said this to you. The reason I love debate and podcasts so much is because when you read a book or you listen to a documentary or just some person's podcast on their own, you're just going on their venture with them, aren't you? And all their facts and collating information, you're going on with them. But where you've got... Two people arguing or, or having a civilised yeah, yeah, adult yeah. chat and debate. I always find the truth somewhere in the middle often. But when I was listening to all this information and podcasts with nutritionists particularly together, I don't know why, but I always felt that when they were purely on the nutritional aspect of it, the meat side of things overweighed the vegan aspect of things that was me on a nutritional perspective listening and my own experience that I'd lived through where I felt ill so do you feel it is harder and more complex going into a vegan diet to get all your requirements yeah it definitely is harder um I'd say um but I think a lot of people on a meat eating diet still don't get all the right nutrients and stuff like that um a lot of it's kind of from what um, I've kind of read and listened to experts. I mean, disclaimer, we're not both doctors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, <laughs> um, we're, we're kind of both just, um, you know, podcast Imagine junkies. Imagine start throwing out some <laughs> yeah, facts yeah, and yeah, information yeah. there. So yeah, please fact check everything. Yeah. Um, but you know, obviously it, what we're kind of saying is from what we've read and listened to professionals. So yeah, um, yeah I think a lot of it's down to the gut microbiome. Um, and if you've always had meat all your life, that's what your gut microbiome is 
kind of been adapted to. Mm. So as soon as you start introducing some of these different foods like beans and lentils and tofu and tempeh and all these kind of vegan foods, of course, it's going to have um, a bit of discomfort to begin with because it's something mm. new. Yeah, just like I think I said the analogy of running a marathon, you won't wake up tomorrow and say, right, I'm going to run a marathon. You're going to give you a bit of time, a bit of training, get your body adapt to what you want it to do mm. um, and so on and so on. So I think if you know your what you're eating is good. Like there's nobody in the world that will deny not eating vegetables and lentils and stuff like that is bad. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it is a good thing and you know, it's good stuff for your body and it's got lots of different nutrients and vitamins and you, you can get them all from a vegan diet, just like you can a vegetarian diet uh, and meat eating diet. Um, and that is even on the NHS website. It does say well, done properly. You can follow a vegan diet. Like, so the, for me, the nutritional argument kind of isn't there because it is possible, but yeah, it is a lot difficult. So a lot of people, what they do is when they transition, they'll either go all in, right, I'm vegan tomorrow. But it doesn't work like that. You know, it takes a long time to transition um, based on the knowledge. Like, you just need to understand how much protein is in lentils, how much is in tofu. Whereas a lot of people kind of, if they're used to having steak, two veg and a carb, yeah, they'll just remove the steak and then they'll just have the veg and the yeah, carb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, well, of course you're going to get ill because you've, just took what all your, your protein away. So in. that's the number one question. How, where do you get your protein from? Yeah, mm. even you ask uh, the vegan bodybuilders, like, where do you get your protein from? Like, So when people say, and there's that sort of stigma and kind of perception that vegans are weedy and weak and they've got no energy, isn't it? And, which is just ridiculous when you've got vegan bodybuilders, vegan athletes, Djokovic, he's vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how can you have an argument saying it's not nutritionally right when you've just seen somebody win Wimbledon mm. on a vegan diet? So like for me, it, it, it's kind of... People, I feel like sometimes say that without I find actually the bodybuilder w- one isn't a great one to look down though, because sometimes they're juiced if they've up to juiced their up, yeah, of course, and you obviously don't know. Yeah, um, but there's plenty of vegan like, bodybuilders out there, so you'd like yeah. to think at least one of them isn't juicing. Somebody's um, <laughs> so hopefully, but yeah, I know what you're saying, and um, but yeah, I feel I feel like the the time it takes to transition is important, but also the I was reading about this earlier because the enzymes in your gut microbiome you need certain ones to digest certain foods. Mm. So like for me, because I'm going through nutrition at the minute just for my Crohn's disease, mm. um, there's certain enzymes that are, I'm not breaking down certain foods in. That's why it causes me discomfort and bloating and stuff like that. So um, I feel like we've adapted our diet and our gut microbiome to suit a meat-eating diet. So mm. then when people transition, the body's not taking those nutrients in from the foods because it's just not got those enzymes and you've not done it properly. Um which again, it takes time and you've got to have a big enough reason for want to go vegan. Like I say, if you care about the animals, that's a big enough reason to take that time, effort, potentially money to invest in your health to get you to a point where you can be a healthy vegan. Because um, it's not impossible. There's a lot of information out there now, um, but you just got to have that bit of time and open-mindedness to make sure that you are doing it properly. Like We track our food, um, not so much now, but because we go to the gym, mm. I mean, Sylvie, we go to the gym, um, you know, four days a week. I do kickboxing and run my own business. So how can I follow a vegan diet and be weedy and tired and brain yeah. fog and all these things that people say come from a vegan diet? Um, but it took us nearly two years to get to at this point now. Like there's probably a time where we wasn't getting enough protein in mm. and, um, you know, we was losing a bit more weight than what I wanted to. But it's just down to knowledge, personal knowledge of having the time and energy to put into it it's like anything like yeah. you know you, our bodies are, can adapt to anything people live off mcdonald's and whiskey yeah 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 and they're yeah. still alive they're not dead yeah they're not as healthy as what well, they that, could yeah, be that is what the body starts yeah, to adapt so itself to I think isn't it's, it the bi- it's, microbiome yeah, yeah so i think it's um you've got to give your body time to adapt it's been optimal and 
do you think because I, I love and I find it fascinating how diverse our bodies are yeah. and everybody's body reacts differently. You see people on high fat diets and they're absolutely thriving and then somebody else tries to move to that yeah. and they say it was the worst experience of my life, thought yeah, I was going to yeah, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then people that operate functionally and really well on carbohydrate heavy diets, if I have that, I'm knackered. Yeah. I can't operate whatsoever. I'm just tired all the time. So do you think how diverse our bodies are, it, it would benefit some people to go vegan more than others? And then for those people where they have such diversities in and needs for their bodies, how do you say to them to go down that path other than just slowly and find a nutritionist yeah. and something to build with? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think everybody can be optimal from the vegan-based diet is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they could, but I feel like some people probably take longer than others. Some people yeah. adapt a lot easier. Um, like, say, if you've got your diet at the minute, it's just full of processed foods, yeah. your digestive enzymes are going to be knackered. Like, do you know what I mean? So, um, And you've got to take on board the intolerances and so on. Yeah. If somebody's celiac... And <laughs> yeah, go on. A That's big intolerance yeah. to me is like... Um, beans are a real inflame me all the yeah. time and i know i can start to try to introduce them every so often and keep but i feel i've been on a right heavy relationship with beans yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> every single time me and chrissy do a hot pot or whatever it is and uh, here's a kidney bean here's a lentil yeah. here's a whatever there's just something that infuri like inflames my stomach yeah. every time and we play with it so i've just eradicated them at the diet I've sort of self-diagnosed that that is just an intolerance. Yeah, I mm. guess there's that debate of whether it is an intolerance or mm. is it just your body's not ready for it, right. kind of, or you've not gone through, a bit like going to the gym, like your muscles yeah. ache, there's there's two options. Yeah, you can never go to the gym again and I can guarantee your arms are ache, ache again. But if you do go to the gym and you keep going, they will get stronger. Mm. So removing that stimulus. So you do think that you could always... I think so, yeah, based on Reintroduce that, things back into the diet. Yeah, slowly... Um, and done correctly, I, I think you can do it based on that podcast that I sent you. I that listened okay, to one yeah, of I'll, I'll truly listen um, to that. What was it? Um, I can't remember. I'll have to send it here. But yeah, it was, mm. um, I think uh, the guy's called Nimai Delgado. He's the the bodybuilder who was he had the guy on who's um, a gut microbiome specialist, um, like a doctor, like you know, very well established person. That's mm. you know a lot more credited to talk yeah, about no, it than no, me. Nobody that's listening to this <laughs> so, stuff reintroducing food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it, he basically said like, you know it's good for you, so stick with it yeah. kind of thing. Um, and it's just your body's, it's something new. It's something like foreign to your body. So like, the reaction. Of course it's going to have a reaction because it's just like, well, this is new. What do we do with it? Oh, I'm not quite sure yet until we've worked out how to digest this food um, and go down mm. that kind of path with it. Um, but it, it, again, it, it takes time. Um, yeah. And most people aren't willing to take the time to do it they think well why would i do that when i can just i'm fine how i am um mm. so until you've got a big enough reason for wanting to go vegan for the animals and understanding yeah. that people can not just survive on a vegan diet but thrive on a vegan yeah. diet fitness people as well then there's no kind of worry that it might not work for mm. me anyway um but yeah definitely getting a nutritionist on board and someone who can guide you through it and help you through it if you're not one to take the time and effort to do it yourself what are some of the biggest deficiencies that you're going to find other than sort of protein like zincs and irons or um so the... i don't take any supplements at the minute okay. and obviously through my Crohn's disease i get like blood tests and stuff like that and they've never said anything's low or all the levels like look that good. and you can get 
all your vitamins and minerals that you can from a meat-eating diet. Um, the one that's always an argumentative one is the B12, um, vitamin B12. Um, that another, I'll go back to B12, I just thought of something else when calcium, obviously people think drinking milk is calcium, mm. but then all those people that are lactose intolerant, how do they survive? Mm. Like, no one ever questions that. You say, oh, I'm lactose intolerant. You're like, oh, that's a shame. Oh, I'm vegan. How do you eat calcium? When it, like, they're all right. So why? Just because yeah, I'm yeah. vegan, why am I not all right for calcium? So it's funny. <laughs> it's funny that is. Um, but yeah, um, B12 is the one that apparently that, you know, most people can get from meat and only meat. Mm. Um, but then that's just a byproduct of the animal eating the grass mm. um, from the soil. So and it's often in liver, isn't it? This yeah. B- so the, the, the grass that the animal eats, yeah. we then kill that animal and then we take that B12 from that. So um, basically... The vegans just kind of cutting out the middleman and going straight for um, that the grass kind do of they thing. Eat the grass. Um, well, they won't like necessarily eat the grass, but <laughs> the soil. The it's, it's to do with the soil that it's grown in. So, okay. Um, there's a person called Earthling Ed that's got a very good video on this that will probably articulate a lot better than me. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's to do with once upon a time our ground did have the right amount of B12 levels in it. Yeah. So we could grow the grass for the livestock to eat, and then that transferred into the animal. But now because we've ruined the farming land so much, mm. we don't have any natural B12 in the soil. So what farmers do is they fortify the soil with B12. Right. So, and then it's kind of the same thing with the vegan diet. That gets fortified into oats and whatever and stuff like that. Um, so the B12 from you're getting from your animal food is the same as what a vegan would be getting from their fortified food. Like they've both mm. been fortified, if yeah. you know what I mean. Um, so... But there's a good video on Earth and Earth one. I'll, um, I'll send it to you. After. Have you That's seen good. these fake meats that are being made at the yeah, moment? It's... Well, yeah, I was going to ask for your opinion and, and theory on that. So, yeah, I, I don't necessarily think they're the best thing in the world. Um, whether being camp out, there's all about whole food, organic, vegan diet, plant-based diet, not fake burgers and fake, mm. you know what I mean? Because even though it's great that... You know, some people are vegan for different reasons. Um, some people are vegan for the animals and they're happy to live off these Beyond Burgers and fake chicken things because mm. for them, they're happy to... They're not bothered about nutrition. They just want to survive but don't want to kill any animals and that's fine. But yeah. there's a lot of people that are like me who are bothered about nutrition Yeah, and know that these fake f- meats are just no good. It's just processed food, just like any other processed food. Mm. So, But I think they're okay to have in moderation, like... You know, if you're at a meat and dine, you have like a pizza or a McDonald's or whatever, you know it's crap, you know it's not going to be great beef, yet you still eat it because you know, you know, life's short and you want to enjoy these sort of different foods. Um, so just making sure that your diet's, you know, 80% at least whole foods, proper, um, you know, yeah. food instead of just I, I chemicals. Think this one's slightly different. It was on that podcast I sent you a little mini clip with the Rogan and the guy that had gone into veganism. Yeah. And he was talking about this factory. It was like costing at the time like three hundred pounds for this burger, but it had wow. all the same requirements and nutritional yeah. factor. So I think if if that starts to pioneer, we're gonna see a dramatic shift yeah, in yeah, yeah. meat production. I think that just on that that's kind of the worrying thing for me is that when people go vegan they just switch the meat for the fake meat. Yeah, that yeah. Which is just like you're not like you know better healthier heavy oils and yeah. Stuff so it's it, just like it? yeah, you're helping the animals, but you're not necessarily helping yourself. Like, yeah, and then you know it's like and that's where it gets a bad food. rap, doesn't it? Yeah, then? because so, they get ill from it eventually. Yeah, and then they blame the vegan and, food, yeah. and then they go back to eating meat when it was enough to do that. It's just yeah. the fact you've just switched it for processed food. When but it is, it's a more complex route, isn't it? If yeah. you're going to get all your nutrients in, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you've got a 
probably look into a nutritionist or, or yeah. filling yourself with as much information as possible. Yeah, definitely. Because they say you should try and eat at least 40 different um, plants a week. Mm. So like they can be like from herbs as well. It doesn't have to always be um, like your vegetables and or fruits and stuff like that. Um, but eating 40 different ones and making that gut micro biodiversity that's kind of the goal you want as many as different different things as possible so your gut is just ready for anything and that's what we try and do we'll have like different random things like um chard i think we had the other day which is like a random vegetable um and just Mm. different things that you just you're just saying look gut like whatever i eat you're going to be ready for it because i've introduced all these different foods the the reason i went more down maybe even a carnivore based approach at time was in a podcast where it was a vegan against Paul Salandino who has the carnivore approach and he spoke about everything in essence being a a living organism and wanting to thrive and survive that's what the universe does and you've got to look at that in all aspects of life and then he spoke about plants and then spoke about the mechanisms in which things have deployed to survive. Yep. So animals often bigger teeth, faster legs, yeah. biomechanics like so they can get out of the way of things. Whereas a plant's got nothing to protect itself. So what will a plants often go and do? And that's grow toxicity. So they talk about this plant toxicity. And he said there's better, I think it's like three percent of animals that you can't eat in the world but only like ten percent of plants that you can eat if you went now and just started foraging and eating plants eventually you're going to die quite quickly because of this plant toxicity and that they're all trying to protect themselves right so i just wonder your thought on if you have this vegetable based diet can you not get plant toxicity that from what they're trying to protect themselves from particularly rooted plants yeah yeah it's the first time i've heard about that plant i suppose that would be one way you've so, got to learn yeah, and go like down the path of it because um, i just heard the podcast and i was like yeah. this is something i've never heard of but yeah, no. had you heard of anything no like no no either? i've never heard of anything like that before it's a good podcast um yeah no it's interesting yeah definitely no i wouldn't like say i wouldn't be able to necessarily comment on because i wouldn't know but in terms of our fruit and veg now we always try and buy organic ones just because it's got less pesticides on it and um stuff like that really and but the then, fruit of the plant is safer like apparently yeah. because the fruits what blossoms and then in order for a human would eat that in the past and yeah. go around poop it out the seeds would grow in the soil and that would blossom out yeah, again yeah, yeah. he was just talking about more the root-based plants that's where they and they, I told you about the acacia tree, which is fascinating yeah. because then you're looking at all this mechanism plants and they're so fascinating. But that one for me was so it wasn't even they didn't have a caterpillar near it, but they had the sound of a caterpillar eating a plant. Right. And simply by playing this vibration, this frequency and sound, yeah, the acacia tree changed its scent and uh, for, uh, put out a toxicity and put out a, a smell. Wow to repel this so it just showed that it was a living organism and yeah, yeah, had yeah. this I, d- I don't know because we yeah go on we want to articulate things through a humanistic perspective don't we like yeah. thoughts feelings emotions so that's why we can comprehend that for animals like you see an animal you're like oh lovely cute yeah. whatever but then are we getting into this realm through sort of uh, I can't remember what the science is called, but where we're finding everything's got a bit of a conscious realm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know what you mean. Like, so, 
um, I guess it is that fine line of what do we class as sentient? Mm. Um, I know like for plants, they don't have like a, a brain, a central nervous system. And that's why, you know, sort of vegans justify eating plants and mm. stuff like that. And um, so I guess from an animal's point of effect, it is sentient. They can feel pain, whereas apparently plants can't feel pain due to from the studies That'd and stuff like that. That's where I'm sort of alluding to. Is yeah. like, can they? Can they? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And if they're sending these vibrations or whatever, does that mean actually... There's something there more than vibrations behind that, or that is it just in vibrations? Can't is that just comprehend something? Maybe that's I don't know. Like, is that just what they do without actually thinking about it, and they don't feel pain? And because um, yeah, I don't know. that's the thing with me and you. We're so we find things so fascinating, and yeah. we love listening to so many podcasts. But I'm sure there is information out yet there of all different walks of life, and to go into the depths of this. Yeah, I just heard it on a podcast, and I had to re-listen to the podcast because I like that was too much information. Yeah. <laughs> but as I was going into it, I'd, I'd got the books, and I started listening to little bits of it. Yeah, but I don't like to become too blindsided to a thought. I just wanted yeah. to put that out there as a bit of a oh, interesting. I've heard this side of things too yeah no no it is interesting i think the um looking into that of and i think i saw a study about how mushrooms could like talk to each other through different vibrations mm. and stuff like that but then is it's just you just got to trust that the scientists are interpreting it as they are or like say is it just frequencies is that natural is that okay mm. um but i feel like where we are now we yeah. kind of know that animals do feel pain we know that slitting the throat is going to be bad and um knowing that a lot of people if they said to them you know, would you kill that animal yourself? They'd probably say no. Yeah. Like a lot of people say like, oh no, I won't be able to kill a deer or a pig or mm. um, or a sheep or a baby lamb or anything like that. Um, and then I think that kind of asked the question of, well, if you couldn't kill it yourself, why? Yeah. Why, why Why couldn't you kill that yourself? Because you, you've said you want to eat meat. You said you need it for your nutrition. If we are this hunter-gatherer kind of time zone of that's what we used to do and, you know, we, we are the top of the food chain yeah. as a lot of people say um why can't you go do that then um do, do you have different layers say somebody that is a hunter gatherer do you have a nuance towards them as opposed to somebody that has no botherment and buries the head and doesn't care they just eat their meat from a supermarket do you see a difference in them or are they just killers in essence yeah, it's still killers. Yeah. One of them's just more of a, a coward than the other one, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's got the balls yeah. to do it and the other one hasn't. The other one just wants to, yeah, pay somebody else to do it and go into the super... Because, like, you know, people say, like, oh, it's what we've always done. We're, we're, we're hunters and stuff like that. But since when is walking into Sainsbury's picking up a packet of meat, any instinct, primal instinct, what primal instinct has been activated by doing that? Nothing. Mm. We, we, and with the way that we kill them, um, like gas chambers, stuff like that, what, what's primal instinct about that like if you're wrestling it with your bare hands that's a bit more of that primal energy mm. um but in terms of um yeah that kind of that hunter as well he's still wanting to commit murder he's mm. still wanting to kill that animal even if i think joe rogan said oh um i'm killing this animal this deer because it can die a horrible horrible death by a wolf or whatever It'll just rip it to shreds mm. but in if that in that same sort of thought process why don't we just kill all wild animals then because there's going to be a time where some other animal is going to kill it horrible. Let's put it out of the misery now. Let's just kill all the wild animals. Mm. So I don't feel like that could be justified um, when they I say... Mean, nature is mad, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It, but, but then that's like nature and we should just yeah. leave it to it. Why should we kind of get involved with it? And I think it was... Um, oh, I was listening to this earlier. Basically saying about how the deers and stuff, there was like overpopulated. And then people say, oh yeah, we need to kill them because there's just too many. Yet there's just always too many. Like 
if there's Kip killing them, like, why is this still there? And the money that they kill goes towards the animals or goes towards this, like, foundation. Mm. And so it's like, well, if you care about the animals, why don't you just give the money to the foundation? Why do you have to kill them? So it's just kind of them justifying killing the animal. Um, and then by doing so, it wrecks with the ecological system because by killing all these deers, the other animals haven't got them to eat. So then all the, I think it was in America, like Yellowstone, is it Yellowstone? Yeah. Or something like that, the, all the wolves disappeared because they had no food to eat because all the yeah. humans kept killing all the other deers. So then they stopped hunting in there and then brought back, the wolves came back because they knew they had food then. So like mm-hmm. we're messing with that nature's way of ecological um, sort of pathway and yeah. cycle that yeah. it should be without us intervening by doing it. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't really get hunting because if, if it was a deer, someone shoots a deer or people shoot rabbits or pigeons or whatever, um, it's kind of justified and it's, oh yeah, you know, but if mm. someone went to pay 10 grand and go to Africa, shoot a lion in its head and then you had a picture with it. Oh yeah, that's true. Be uproar. That's a bit People are like, ah, yeah. I've just killed that lion. But then what's the yeah. difference from killing mm. a deer? It's the exact same, isn't it? The actual yeah, killing. Apart, yeah, the killing, apart from the utilising that of all of its aspect like so your nose to tail you're eating the whole product to feed a family yeah yeah yeah. because there's still tribes isn't there that are existence people go often and live with the hatsa tribe have you heard of those and they'll go hunting with them yeah and again that's their their tribe's biggest sort of the hunt yeah is everything it's about and and then it's a very sort of spiritual endeavor where they'll going around they're they're planning it they go through this procedure with them and then when they've got the animal they take that back there's a big celebration around it and i think that's what they're trying to emulate that that's what they're trying to simulate is um that feeling of such an animalistic evolutionary aspect of our nature and when they're living in that sort of climate I think that's what they're trying to say. Oh, that's what I'd like to be yeah, yeah, in yeah. my life. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you, know, you kind of, um, I guess it kind of like justifies it again, doesn't it? But if they killed the animal and then they didn't do that celebration, it'd be interesting to see how would they feel? Well, would think, they feel guilty? Yeah. They'd be like, oh, I've just killed I don't think the no hats are tribal because, again, they know that's what's going to feed the tribe yeah. for the month because often they're struggling they're they're foraging they're not in their optimum states and when they get the big hunt they utilize every part of that animal so the liver the lungs yeah. the, the, they'll eat it nose to tail but it's the biggest celebration because they know that's going to provide them for the most amount of time yeah i guess it's down to what for them it's a necessity yeah for us we've got the choice mm. like we've got plenty of lentils beans tofu like we don't have to kill an animal like they have to kill an animal like mm. we had to kill animals back in the day like we had to kill each other back in the day like we had humans at humans yeah. like way 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 back in the day yet if i was to say right mike i'm gonna eat your arm now you'd be like no bugger off like <laughs> do you know what i mean and but then people say well it's what we've always done so why don't we just go around eating each other because it's what we've always done mm. um so then in terms of yeah eating animals we had we didn't have much choice but there wasn't much lentils and grains and bees whereas now we've got so much choice can we really justify killing and taking up 90% of the land in the UK by animals when it's affecting the CO2 levels and all sorts I'd say that's it's the necessity there within that tribe but also that element where they feel it's the most nutritional 
yeah. benefit thing. So that's where they're extrapolating that from. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where they find the most benefit from. That's where I shall. Yeah. Um, so that comes back to more the nutritional point then, doesn't it? Yeah. I think um, another aspect, what you just touched on then, was the environmental yeah. part of this. And you spoke about how damaging the meat industry is. I don't have the facts and figures and everything in front of me, so yeah. I'm not going to try and go too much down a clumsy yeah, yeah, path yeah. there. Me neither, but <laughs> I, really, I don't know enough about it. I know it is a factor yeah. and the environment isn't in a great state from what I've seen and what I'm listening to via most podcasts and the consensus of science. Yeah. A thing that I do hear a lot of, though, is the agriculture in farming plants. I can't remember what the term is, but it's where they, they over-farm the land to the point of they're constantly just churning up the, yeah. the mud and it loses all its nutritional density because they're constantly on it. And there's a lot of animals that get killed in the byproduct of yeah. these chain harrows constantly going up and down the fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your thought on the production of fruit and veg and how can that be bettered? Um, I guess the the amount of land that we use for um, you know animals to be killed... Mm. Um, is way like you know 75 80 percent um a lot of the land in this country is used from for animals to, for you know killing them um so if we all went to a plant-based diet i'll have to double check this but i was on a podcast this morning like if we all went to a plant-based diet we would have 75 percent of the land in the uk available and that's with everybody enough land to farm for everybody in all the plant-based food mm-hmm. um and that's a lot of land like, yeah. that could be used for like reforestries or, you know, creating a better ecological system and helping the environment and the ozone layer and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we're using so much land for these animals when we don't need to, like we don't need to be eating as much meat as what we are. Um, and then because of that, maybe we wouldn't have to keep turning over this soil because we have more land to do it on and it would take up a lot less space to grow you know, a strawberry than what it would to mm. put a bloody cow on there. Um, so I guess in that that sense, we're, if we had more land to use for the crops, um, for fruits and vegetables and stuff like that, then it'd be more available. So we wouldn't have to heavily rely on turning over the soil and stuff like that and all that mm. kind of jazz. Um, but in terms of um, the animals like being killed through when they crop and stuff like that, um, I think, so this is something that I didn't realise that when you talk about veganism you think it's perfect you think like you you, you know I mean you've got to be perfect and there was anyone was at the camp that was like veganism is about being perfect it's about causing the least amount of harm as possible mm. um, and then that's why I think a lot of people don't like the term vegan because they'll always say yeah but you've got a leather wallet yeah but you choose a leather or you've got leather in your car like, you're not a vegan and try and put you down that way Yeah. when really it's it's not about being perfect. You're trying. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, well, I'm plant-based, I'm doing it for the animals, I'm having a better impact on this world than what you are eating meat. Um, so I guess there's that element to it, that yeah, of course there's going to be mice and little insects that get killed whilst we're cropping, but is that, you know, the, the animals that get killed during accidentally killed um, compared to the animals that are purposely killed mm. and far greater than what the animals that would be if they accidentally got killed kind of thing. Yeah. So I guess there's that element to it as well that, we are purposely killing all these animals, loads of them, um, when we don't need to. Like We literally don't even need to. Even if people just cut down to meat once a week, mm. um, it'd make a massive difference to just the land and everything. I've also I've heard on like simple things for like avocados, Yeah, it takes four baths of water to grow 
an avocado. Really? Yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah, there's... That's mad. Again, in debates, and the soy, do you know much about the soy industry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you enlighten on that a little? So the, I think it's 80% of the soy grown is for livestock. Mm. So we're using a lot of soy, but we're growing it for the animals that we're killing. Right. So if everybody ate soy, like we're wouldn't need to grow as much um, because we'd have all the other food. So when people say, yeah, all this soy is like really bad and, um, you know, it's not done in a genuine way and all this kind of Mm. stuff, it's a lot of it is for livestock. Yeah. (laughs) And that's that's what your animals are eating. Like people think they're eating grass-fed beef when really you're just eating an animal that's just fed off soya. His lifespan's been shortened because we need to kill it as quick as possible and it's fed loads of antibiotics mm. that you're then eating. Yeah. So you get all the antibiotics that the animals just ate. Yeah. And it's just like... And, and plastics. Just, yeah, exactly. And From the fish. And, like, yeah. the, the fish in the sea now has got that much plastic in it that all mm. the fish have got plastic in the fish. Yeah. So it's just like you're not eating the fish that was once very nutritionally dense mm. it's now full of plastics and crap and same with like vegetables obviously the pesticides you put on it yeah you're going to be eating those pesticides that's why it's important that we you know only choose organic foods and stuff like that it'd be quite cool wouldn't it mate me and you being here and then two nutritionists yeah yeah, both yeah. of the the same the other side yeah do you know what i mean yeah. if you had a vegan over there and i had a meat-based person yeah and then we could throw out our theories and thoughts but they could sort of help give gravitas to what we're saying. Yeah. I think that'd be really interesting because it, it is, it's making me reflective. I'm really enjoying the pursuit of this conversation. And when I go away from this, it will also make me listen in harder yeah. to the conversations that I'm listening to. Um, I'm going to be choosing my foods wisely. We do a monthly shop now to sort of yeah. save the money. And I did, I went to of recent, yeah, I can say this, can't I? <laughs> I think I can. It was awful. Yeah. Um, I went and got um, my chicken and it was all gone off at the time. And then I went and took it back and there was just no bother there. And it made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because all that, I was, they were like, I'll oh, just swap it or whatever. And then I thought, well, no, I feel a duty here because the whole line is going to be in jeopardy. It's going to yeah. be rubbish. And then just this gone off, horrible, rotten meat. Yeah. And it was this time of, there's no care here. No. For all these boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes. It's just gone off. It's, it's, it was blue. It was awful, man. And then that was when I went to a, a butcher's of recent and we had a conversation. But there was there was just this element of care behind things. Yeah. They... they own that field there do you know what i mean i know the people and that was a stepping stone of okay i'm taking a conscious decision to get away from big corporate supermarkets there's such an uncomfortability there i'm going to really talk about where this food has come from what the journey has been to end up on this plate but like you say i I think it's going to be forever evolving it's going to be a marathon yeah and it's about discovery and really learning what the right approach for for me and my family are yeah yeah definitely. do you know what i, I mean think, but I it's, it's it's the awareness it's equipping yourself with it. okay that's cool if you're going to pursue that but this is the byproduct this is what happens within that industry yeah. so it's the mindset i think you've got to change around it because you tell someone to go vegan they'll just tell you to like do one or whatever they'll just shut off from it yeah um and you won't change someone's mind they have to change it themselves like mm. i've tried loads of times to change people the mindset with martial arts and it's only until they're ready to change themselves and it's kind of being okay with that and 
letting people change. And I think that's where veganism gets that stigma and bad rep because there are some very forceful people that do try and ram it down your throat and mm. then it just switches them off even more. Um, but then it, it, it's coming from a place of passion and love and um, that's why they don't, they don't think you're a horrible person for eating meat. Well, some of them might do. Yeah. Um, but they was probably once eating meat like myself. You know, I was a mixed grill kind of guy. I yeah, was yeah, Massive, yeah, massive yeah. meat eater. And, you know, somebody telling me to go, there, I'm like, nah, I love bacon kind of thing. And then you ask yourself, well is my sensory pleasure greater than a life? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then that you're looking at... That is a big at, question to yeah, ask, Yeah, I think it? you just got to ask yourself the question, you know, could you kill an animal yourself? If you love a dog, why don't you love a pig or a cow? Um, they're the same thing. It's just your perception is different mm. um, on it. And I think if you have something inside that just doesn't sit right with, yeah, I don't agree with all this kind of mass murdering of animals yeah. and a baby lamb, like you see a picture of a baby lamb, like people eat lamb, it's... And, it, and you just think, how can that one nice little fluffy white thing mm. be then okay for somebody to be on a plate and you're happy to tuck in because it tastes good? Like most people don't even care about the nutritional content. Yeah. Like most people don't care about nutritional content at all about yeah, anything because yeah, yeah. that's why everyone's overweight. No, it um, doesn't but matter to it's, me because I've had it, Yeah, much. of course. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's good that those people are interested, but a lot of people just do it because that's what they've always done. Yeah. They feel like, well, they need to. And then when they don't see how it's killed, like I'll share stuff in my stories of, Pigs getting caught to um, be killed. Yeah, they have their throat slit and um, horrible, horrible things that you would you wouldn't even want to watch it. Which kind of says a lot in itself. Yeah, if you don't yeah, want to watch yeah. it, why yeah. not? Um, that people just switch off. Like no one ever like messages saying, "Oh my god, that's awful." Mm. We just skim past it. I've never had one message from, and I share it, share it, share it, and then. When I like recently, I try and think, you know what, people aren't bothered about it. They've switched it off out of their mind. You know, our country has um, conditioned us so much to not think that way. They just think happy families, the pigs running around and they just get gently put to sleep. When mm. the torturous horribleness you can't deal with, ask yourself, why can't I deal with that? So I kind of come from a place of not being so pushy and just kind of putting out facts and letting people do with what they want with it. Some will listen to Sit it, through, some yeah. won't. And it, it, I've, more people have messaged saying, oh, I've gone vegan now. Thanks for sharing, like, some I'll info sharing about stuff like that. I'll be sharing my story with you, mate. Like I'm yeah, definitely no, going to keep think, on checking in with you. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Because like I say, I want, obviously, more people to go vegan. But then yeah. at the same time, understand people are ready whenever they're ready. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't be something that's rushed. It does take a lot of time and um, stuff. But I think we all have that um, sort of conflict within ourselves of, yeah, I love animals. Mm. Like, I love animals, yet I'm happy to eat them. So it's kind of, it just... It doesn't add up, right? No. And then obviously the dairy industry as well. I think that's just ridiculous because you know you ask somebody, um, you, you're taking a mother's milk from yeah. their their calf, and then the the baby calf gets taken away to be killed. So they're taking the, the imagine if you just gave birth and someone took your kid away and mm. say, right, we're just going to use you for your milk. It'd be uproar, wouldn't it? You'd be like, well, that's weird. Like, why'd you do that? But yet we fund that and we pay for mm. all these animals, these cows. Because obviously, how does a cow um, get pregnant with a male cow? And they, they do the magic. But mm. everyone thinks that all these cows are just in a field and when they feel like it, that's the moment. Right, they're pregnant, brilliant. But that's not how it goes. They forcefully impregnate cows, mm. female cows. Like, they rape cows yeah. to impregnate them so that they can produce the milk. And then, obviously, this mother then wants, has had the babies and then her natural instincts to look after the babies, yet they're taken away and killed. Mm. So now she's now got, is left with, she's on her own, she's lonely, she's got loads of milk, that she has far too much milk because we've bred them that way, and she's hooked up to a machine that is just... That, 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 all of that's... Getting all the milk out. And you think, why is, are we drinking that? That's terrible, and that, that production's terrible. I just, the, the natural instinct, because I suppose we're the only 
animal alive that needs to be looked after for the first like 10 12 months of the life like yeah. i think it's a giraffe yeah. but within the first half an hour it's up it's walking it's gone and done its thing yeah so this instinctive protection and looking after and nurturing isn't ingrained so much in those sort of animals that their offspring their young have managed to go and protect themselves from the off that, that I suppose it's very maternal in, inside of us, yeah. particularly females in the feminine energy, because that's what's ingrained in us is from the 10 months of your life, longer, longer, um, you've got to protect this little blob yeah. that can't do anything for itself. Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I think it still happens in the wild, though. So if you ask the giraffe, if they could speak, they say, oh, do you care about your baby? They'd probably say, yeah. Like they wouldn't say, nah, it'll be fine. He'll, he'll sort himself out. <laughs> I think, well, that Do you know would, what I mean? That would be humanising it, though. We've Potentially, put, yeah. Human but I, I, I feel like onto it. when you see animals together and you see the mother and they're I do know what you're like, saying. I think the actions that these animals do to their babies show yeah. that they do care. Like, they don't just... I do agree. Like, leave. It's like you, you might see some videos where, like, you know, the mother's at the front or the baby's at the Part back. Fucking and then... guinea pigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen those cretins? No. They <laughs> eat their babies. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, guinea uh, hamsters. It's just like, what are you doing? See, that's mad, isn't it? That's mad. Yeah. So then, but, isn't that just kind of like nature then? We should kind of just let, leave that alone it, yeah. and let that, if that's what they need to do, that's, that's what they need to do. That's why it's hard to humanise the animal experience yeah. and what they're feeling and, and going through. It is, yeah. But I do know exactly what you're saying in terms of showcasing it because yeah. I've seen the fear in a dog. I've yeah. seen the it's, joy in a dog. I've seen, do you know what I mean? That's a good point. So obviously we say, oh, we don't know what an animal's thinking. Oh, they don't feel pain yet. When you've got a dog, you're like, mm. oh, he wants to go for a walk. Yeah. Oh, he looks tired. Let's go into bed. Oh, he wants his food. He's hungry. So we know what a dog thinks, but for some reason we don't know what a cow thinks or a pig thinks. Like, how does that... One minute we can tell what dogs and animals mm. are thinking and feeling, and then all of a sudden when it comes to pigs and stuff like that, oh, they don't feel pain. Like, mm. so we're just specialised in knowing what dogs think and feel, but, or do we have that ability to know what pigs and cows and everything else feel? So domesticated, and they're mm. by Pavlovian conditioning, they're learning all the traits and signs to showcase and yeah. tell us this is what I need, this is what I need. Whereas more when we go in, especially down the wildlife route they don't have that conditioning within them through human input. Yeah, exactly. But, mate, it's human I, we're, we're two hours in. Oh, really? I'm not allowed. Wow. Um, do you think, with your activism, you think podcasts would be a, a way for you? Or do you know how you're going to showcase your activism more? Because I, <sighs> I, I really, I mean this, like, this part of the conversation particularly, Yeah, it's one of those tricky conversations for me where I haven't turned into it as much, like yourself, with business. Yeah. We've got so much in our lives. But it is one of those recently, the conversations we've been having, they excite me. Yeah. They, they make me think, oh, there's 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 movement, there's yeah. room for discussions to be had and even myself to take a new approach. So, yeah, yeah how are you going to show your activism? Yeah, I think I'm going to create an Instagram page and, you know, probably TikTok now because that seems to be the Yo, thing. Yeah, It's where the audience is though. I know it is. There's a lot of martial artists that have go oh, on to it now no, because I feel for you. that's that's where it is. And isn't like, the Chinese government Yeah, there's, there's an interesting conspiracy about it, how they kind of just show us all the stupid dancing things and all the Chinese people are watching all the clever stuff. Well, I know they've got, they've got laws where a lot of them aren't, especially the young people, they're not allowed it. And, and 
at yeah. certain times they they have a law where you can't be on TikTok at a certain time. It's Probably crazy. to collect our data. Probably, yeah. Like you're yeah. messing up the data system, <laughs> the algorithm. Yeah, but no, it will be. Um, I do know like that. that. Potentially, yeah, podcasts. Like I say, I like, I like talking. I like. I'd be happy know, to house you a space like here, man. If you if yeah. you want to use here That'd and cool. bring. That'd be cool other vegans down and yeah, yeah, yeah. do that take we'll, over we <laughs> mate we'll talk about that I'd love to yeah, yeah no so. no, but it'd be great to do that and just like I say my, my goal at the minute is I know what it's like as a meat eater and your your perception of a vegan is you think they're all weird um, and you just think they're, they're pushy 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 they're mm. in their own little world they're not reality and kind of thing. and I want to kind of break down that stigma and say yeah. look you can be normal not a weirdo yeah i'm a bit bit weird Strong, but like, thriving, you know, but yeah optimal. you can yeah do fitness you can run a business you don't get all these things that are claimed um but then also just kind of not be so forceful and just put the questions across to them and let them kind of sell themselves kind of thing really and just kind of let them think and ponder and see the cogs turn and thinking actually yeah that doesn't quite add up and then if it does it's like right well we're here to help kind of thing go follow this 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 or um here's how you can transition and just kind of be mm. that support group that I feel like I never had when I transitioned to veganism. It was kind of do it on myself. Whereas if you had a group of people that was, obviously I'm in a lot of vegan groups now and we mm. all ask questions like, can you have this? Or I'm feeling a bit like this. And, uh, you know, I'm going to, my baby's born like in nine months time. Um, just like, you know, can I have it as a vegan baby? And there's people like, yeah, my baby's been vegan since birth. She's 19 now. She's in med school and all this kind of stuff. And obviously everyone just thinks you need calcium for a baby. Like after you've mm. done breastfeeding when it's not the case and just breaking down these stigmas really yeah. of, um, what it is, what it stands for, because you're coming from a good place. You're coming from a place of you want to protect the animals. You don't want to hurt animals. No, that's it. So when, why do people, people look at you and think you're a weirdo? To me, like, aren't you oh, weird for killing animals? They go, oh, why? Why have vegans on? Or why? Why would you talk to those? They're just so forceful. Da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, but even with the forceful nature of it, they care. Yeah, like you know for a fact, it's not coming from this. I'm gonna just be better than you, kind of exactly, hierarchical yeah. places. I really care about yeah. this life in front of me. There's I think that is the, the that most of the time. People have egos and yeah. they get run yeah. away with them. But for the majority of it, it's I'm so sure this is the right thing to yeah. do yeah. that I'm just desperate for you to change yeah, yeah, your yeah. approach. And, and I, I think t- it's, I always get it. It's based on facts as well, like studies. Yeah. It's not just yeah. like some random people who's had an opinion and they're like, yeah, let's go with it. It's like these people have, there's studies on it, multiple, multiple studies on mm. it that prove what they're saying. So it's not just, you know, like woo-woo and just someone's had an opinion and they've got nothing to prove it. Um, it's There is actually studies on it. There's yeah. facts. There's doctors out there that are vegan. Um, there's some on the camp out. There's three doctors there that was doing a chat. Mm. Um, and there's, you know what I mean? There's, there's um, what do you call it? Like peer, I don't want to say peer-reviewed studies, but I can't remember what the, the thing is where they look at loads and loads of studies and then they review that review mm. all the studies by all these clever people and they come up with a conclusion about that yeah um, I, I was going to say epidemiology yeah I can't think of what it's called now but yeah um, there's them and so it's mm. kind of like there is facts behind it yeah. so if you believe in it then you should go down that path you should explore it and like I say no one's perfect it's and becoming more widely accepted yeah like even if you could just c- cut down your meat consumption yeah. definitely dairy like dairy just offers nothing like you know if you've got like acne or anything like that like cut out dairy and I can guarantee it will go like pretty confident on that I as well compl- because I completely agree, there's yeah. just it's just like it's just full of hormones and crap in the milk and it's just it's just wrong like I think mm. dairy industry is just 
mental but um i but do yeah, think that from some of the processed milks as well that they're just it's just try and get rid estrogen of in it as well <laughs> which is funny because people are from like oh eat soya they'll say like to me like soy boy and stuff like you have you heard of that before no. but they're like if you eat soy you're like they think you get like moves and a bit more oh, like feminine of estrogen but yeah milk's got estrogen in yeah, it's got like yeah. a lot of percentage in it so then the one thing that they're saying that you're going to turn into is the one thing that they are by having the yeah. milk so it's just like yeah i think definitely educate yourself um go down that path explore it if you've got an uncomfortable feeling go with it don't just try and ignore it and if you honestly ask yourself those questions and you've got that conflict um just yeah explore it go down that path and don't worry what other people think by you going vegan like if your family turns against you like my family not too bad to be fair but like my dad's definitely against veganism um Mm. you just got to stand up for what you believe in really yeah know yourself yeah know yourself and be okay with what you're about yeah yeah. I think that's a massive thing, man. I think uh, we need to get you doing your podcast. I yeah. need to be your case study. Definitely. I do a podcast with you and yeah. we'll see where I'm at and then I'll keep on checking in yeah. throughout your series and we'll find out that I'm this enlightened <laughs> grade three vegan. Yes. <laughs> There's different grades to it, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. You, can go, you can go all in. Go all in. We'll get you to a grade five. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to get the, uh, the sun to light through. Is it my bum hole? Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, mate, I've really enjoyed this. I think with the knowledge that we do have and our own human experience we've tried to give a good back and forth and a good discussion and conversation around it and i love i think this is where the best growth is ever done it's not just one person screaming at the other or just saying no this is my opinion then they don't listen and they just sit and wait for their turn yeah i feel we've really tried to understand one another and i appreciate that time with you yeah so I've been being open-minded you have you're you're you're, well both yeah Yeah, appreciate that that's how it should be i think you know there's a lot of like say anger around debates and stuff it's just so unnecessary especially when it's coming from a loving place yeah man um where can people get in touch with you then if they have been inspired by all this? <laughs> it's just, yeah, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Benefit Martial Arts, um, Jordan Clark. Yeah, just, um, yeah, feel free to message me, follow me. Oh, I ain't set up my page yet, but I will set up a page soon. Um, I've enjoyed yeah. it, honestly. It's been cool. Guys, you've been a part of the Old Farm Bus, Back of the Bus Sessions podcast. Just remember this. Be nice to one another, you beautiful set of buggers. That's all you got to do and go vegan. See you later.